personal patterns of behavior. Um, so maybe, maybe I've reached some threshold of observational experience, but um, it's uh, it's it's been it's been an interesting transition. So anyway, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'll give you some examples, hopefully to kind of give some context here. So. It's interesting. Uh, one one is I, I live in a very old home, as some of you know. And uh, when I first moved in, I guess that was four years ago or so. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't dare go in the basement after dark. Um, in fact, I had a little rule, secret rule. Um, kind of considered the basement was closed after sunset. And it would reopen in the morning when it was safe. Uh, but lately, I figured, well, you know, I've never, never seen a ghost, thankfully, uh, in my life. I'm as old as I am. Probably won't see one now. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I took a picture. I was, I was uh, sending a picture of something in my basement to my mom, just like a couple days ago while I was still preparing this message and there's the thing that I wanted to send a picture of. It's very boring. It's like a portion of the ceiling. And then off to the side, there's like just kind of this light aberration. I thought that was, that was kind of funny, but um, considering I had already written this portion, but um, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I feel like I've become more established in what I can expect. And again, that, that self-awareness it, that, that, that confidence has, has extended to my self-awareness as well um, in a way that, I mean, this doesn't sound very humble, but um, I, can, I can be more honest with myself in facing my weaknesses um, with an understanding, again, of like an extended trend throughout my life. Uh, this is a pattern of behavior that I've participated in. You know, I probably expect <laughs> these good habits or bad habits to continue. You know, they won't go away on their own. So sample of that, um, I, since I was a kid and still through adulthood, uh, I've struggled with self-discipline, starting and, and holding attention, starting tasks has been a challenge. Um, I, I'm, I'm motivated by, by uh, the, the excitement of procrastination at their last minute. And that's, that's common, but at more, you know, substantially, I think than other people I've spoken with. And just kind of getting tired of being motivated by stress, I suppose. And so I saw a psychiatrist and, you know, among a number of other symptoms, I was, I was diagnosed with ADD. And ultimately that was a huge relief because uh, if it wasn't that then, I suppose I would have to just accept that maybe I'm lazy. So, uh, anyway, th thankful for that again, just to kind of see those trends. But ultimately, this 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 affected me in an un unusual way. This shift. Um, so, <clears throat> one other anecdote, I suppose, besides maybe it being a. It's the collection of life experiences. I'm a recent parent, so maybe figuring if I'm going to help my kids flourish, I should have my own life figured out. But uh, either way, um, I noticed 
this reduced uncertainty in my life and the realities of you know, my own personality and, and how I perceive the world uh, kind of had an interesting inverse relationship with, um, well, decreasing my faith. Uh, and so I thought, okay, I need, to, I need to think about this. I need to study this more. So uh, I guess probably a good place to start is just defining some terms. The uh, dictionary says, faith is firm belief in something for which there is no proof. And then similarly in Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the primary definition, that is the primary definition. Uh, I, I encountered several other important attributes of faith described in the Bible that I'd like to explore. And uh, they are, these, these terms are meaningfully descriptive, but they are a fun alliteration. Uh, trusting, testing, and transforming faith. So trusting faith, again, aligns with the definition of the word uh, most closely, belief in what cannot be seen. And trusting faith, I think it is important to Jesus as we find when he responds to Thomas after Thomas uh, encounters Jesus. And I'll just read this passage here. Uh, now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hands in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So when Jesus speaks to doubting Thomas, as he's known, uh, he honors those who have not had the opportunity to see Jesus, Jesus uh, yet still believe. So I think God does respect hard questions and challenges since he can meet those challenges. In fact, God wrestled with G uh, Jacob in Genesis and ultimately it ended in a, in a blessing for Jacob. So I think trusting faith in this context uh, is what I struggle with the most personally because I think my mind has a bit of a bias towards uh, pragmatism. And that kind of aligns with my job. You know, I'm a technology engineer. I find comfort in digital problems. You know, they eventually boil down to ones and zeros. No ambiguity. Um, I guess in a little while, they might be more complicated with uh, quantum. <laughs> uh, but um, I think, you know, I think we can all sympathize with, with Thomas. Uh, his human mind seeks certainties. I think all of our, our, our minds seek certainties, right? But God does demand our dependence on him, which leads us to a segue into the testing faith. So testing faith is complicated. Uh, there are trials, 
they challenge us. This is uh, aligning a bit with the with the passage that Jerry read. Uh, it can be described through stories such as Joseph's delivery from slavery, uh, and then ultimately his delivery from imprisonment. Uh, Job's persistent faith in God, despite being tested to his limits by Satan. Those are inspiring examples, uh, and that you know those wrap up nicely. But uh, sometimes tested faith fails. And uh, <laughs> the two examples I have are Peter <laughs> uh, denying knowing Jesus three times, initially walking on water, and then sinking. Um, and the Israelites' faith collectively were tested when Jesus came down to earth. Instead of providing freedom from the Romans, he tells the Israelites to pay their taxes and then ultimately extends salvation to the Gentiles as well. So while we know that Jesus, he, he values those who have seen, excuse me, who have not seen and yet have believed, he also respects our human fears so much that he came down to earth to experience our human condition literally and save us from our sins. So I just want to revisit that brief portion of First uh, James here. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of any kind, because you know that I'm testing your faith, excuse me, that testing your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may uh, be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So this makes me think of a literal fire can be created by friction, moving a, a stick quickly. So shout out to, uh, I don't know if I see any Eagle Scouts here today. But um, I, think, I think the same way friction uh, through testing faith can ignite a fire in our hearts for Christ. So that, that friction can be productive, challenging certainly, but productive. And the Bible teaches that encountering struggles uh, in our life slash relationship with God can actually lead to strengthening it. So this leads us to that friction of testing faith leading to transforming faith. So transforming faith is inspiring. It's uh, changing our hearts towards the Lord. And we want this for our own hearts, certainly. You can consider the first Christians uh, a great example of this, clearly transformed by faith. I'll just read a, read a passage here. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful, so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to everyone in need. Uh, another great example of transformative faith. Uh, it transformed uh, Zacchaeus's heart. He went from a cheating tax collector to responding to Jesus with, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. So, 
studying faith has helped me be reminded that really almost everything about it is counterintuitive. Instead of being built on a foundation of reality that our senses can appreciate, faith is the evidence of things not seen. God tells us that he uses trials to test our faith and that we should consider it pure joy when we are likely in the midst of praying for deliverance from those very trials. Interesting push and pull. Faith ultimately transforms us into something that is not at all what we would have chosen for ourselves. And I I think I, I struggled with the conclusion because it does, faith does subject to boxes a lot of things in the Bible. Uh, you can't quite reach and touch it. And it's almost like faith believing in something unseen, approval, seems like it kind of applies to itself. Um, and, and I think that's because primarily faith is very personal. Um, you know, we have a personal God, and our faith is an attribute of that intimacy that we can find with him. And uh, otherwise, you know, it is, it is a bit of a black box. Um, but let's, uh, let's pray. Please pray with me. God, in the safety of your grasp, we have the faith to pursue your will in our lives. When our faith is weak, give us the discipline to separate our fleeting emotions from the concrete realities founded in your love and commitment to us. Regardless of how we feel at any given time, you love us unconditionally and persistently. Turn our faith in you into a conduit to deliver your grace and love into the lives of people that know and trust us and help us to develop wholesome relationships with people that would exceed our natural comfort level to bring your message to those in need. Your words remind us, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. In Jesus' name. Amen.